If you love the History Extra podcast, make sure you follow us to keep up to date and get all the latest episodes. Thanks for your support, and I do hope you enjoy this episode. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash History Extra. Just go to Indeed.com slash History Extra right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Emily Briffitt here from the History Extra podcast to let you know that we've just launched a brand new podcast channel. Take a deep dive into the past as we bring you the very best of BBC History magazine in our brand new Long Reads channel. For fascinating and enlightening articles from leading historical experts covering a broad sweep of the centuries. From the scandals of Georgian society to the horrors of the First World War, revolutions, rebellions and more. All from Britain's best-selling history magazine. Simply search for History Extra Long Reads or click the link in the description. And here's a taste of what you can expect from our upcoming episodes. Ramesses II, the greatest pharaoh? In the long annals of ancient Egyptian history, only one pharaoh is accorded the epithet the Great. Ramesses II, third ruler of the 19th dynasty, who reigned for 66 years and two months in the 13th century BC, 1279-1213. Lauded, like all pharaohs during his lifetime, Ramesses also achieved lasting posthumous fame as an exemplar of royal majesty and might. Before the discovery of Tutankhamun's tomb a century ago, Ramesses II was without doubt the most famous pharaoh. When writers wanted to conjure up the world of ancient Egypt, its divine kingship and monumental architecture, its abundance and imperial grandeur, they thought of Ramesses. A simple list of his achievements is impressive enough. He sired more children and left behind more monuments than any other pharaoh. He celebrated thirteen jubilees and lived into his nineties. He fortified Egypt's borders and maintained its commercial and diplomatic influence. He negotiated the earliest known comprehensive peace treaty in history with Egypt's archenemy and presided over a glittering court which drove innovations in literature, art, architecture and scholarship. But other pharaohs could and did claim similar accomplishments. What made Ramesses II a truly great king? To examine that question, we might first turn to the opening five books of the Hebrew Bible, compiled 700 years after Ramesses's death, where the pharaoh is mentioned by name no fewer than four times. 
the Greek writer Herodotus, now regarded as the father of history, recounted tales he had heard about a pharaoh called Rampsinetus, and claimed to have seen some of the king's constructions in the ancient Egyptian capital, Memphis. In the first and second centuries AD, the Roman authors Pliny and Tacitus mentioned Ramesses and Ramses, respectively. Most influential in terms of Ramesses' enduring reputation was the first century BC Greek historian Diodorus Siculus. He had heard of a pharaoh called Remphis, yet when writing about his magnificent memorial temple on the west bank of the Nile opposite modern Luxor, a building known today as the Ramesseum, Diodorus referred to it as the Tomb of Ozymandias, a garbled Greek rendering of Ramesses' throne name, Uzamatra. Thus the legend of Ozymandias was born. Diodorus claimed fictitiously to have read an inscription carved into the stones of the temple. King of kings am I, Ozymandias. If anyone would know how great I am and where I lie, let him surpass one of my works. These lines would later prove the inspiration for Shelley's famous sonnet, My name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look on my works, ye mighty and despair. Ozymandias was published in January 1818 as a colossal bust of Ramesses II, hauled from its resting place in the Ramesseum, was making its way to England to become the prize exhibit at the British Museum. Its acquisition confirmed 19th-century Britain's own aspirations, a new empire basking in Ramesses's aura. The excitement surrounding Ramesses and his achievements was rekindled, too, in the 20th century. In the 1960s, the UNESCO campaign to salvage the monuments of Nubia from the rising waters of Lake Nasser was exemplified by the rescue of Ramesses's great temples at Abu Simbel. In 1976, the French brought the mummified body of Ramesses to Paris for conservation and scientific study. The dead pharaoh was received with full military honours at Paris's Le Bourget Airport. His return journey to Cairo the following year was in a casket draped with a mantle of deep blue velvet, adorned with the water lily and papyrus, symbolising Upper and Lower Egypt, embroidered in gold thread. Intoxicated with Ramesses's legend, the wilder elements of the press ran the story that he had been issued with his own passport, listing his occupation as King, deceased. Simply search for History Extra Long Reads or click the link in the description. Episodes will be released every Monday.